first installment of the Filmbird podcast. Uh, this is going to be a conversation show about, you know, about a lot of things, but primarily about movies. And today it's going to be about the movies that really got us into movies. Um, and the definition of this might be a little bit vague. Uh, and I think we all are kind of coming into this with different <laughs> thoughts and ideas about what this means. Yeah. Um, cause to me, this is like movies that I saw when I was young mm -hmm. and, and uh, these are not like my favorite movies of all time. What yeah. about? Well, <clears throat> for me, I kind of was constantly watching movies and until I was about probably 17 or 18, it's really when I started like meeting new people outside of the friend group that I grew up with and realized that everything I liked kind of wasn't accepted as much as it was where I was growing up and realized that like some of these movies are more obscure and have different like tastes. Yeah, your, than... your friends didn't like Kubrick. Yeah. Not <laughs> a lot of Kubrick, not basically anything that wasn't fucking Iron Man <laughs> and Marvel movies. For so me. that kind of set me apart. Yeah. For me, I was not allowed to watch anything R rated at all until I was like 16. Until you were like 24. Yeah. So I was just strictly Disney movies and was like, yeah, this is about the top tier of what movies can be. These are pretty okay. And then, uh, yeah. And then I got the fucking uh, cuffs taken off me around age 16 and went buck wild. What's the, I mean, I'm sure it's on your list, but what's the one that took the cuffs off you? I don't know. Well, I know fucking, we had this one like cinematic analysis class. And uh, at that time, I was like, all oh, of these are garbage whenever they made us watch an old yeah. movie. But they did have us watch Godfather. And, that's and I remember one. even then having like zero context of time or place of what this movie was released in or anything about the genre. I was like, oh, OK, yeah, this is a much higher quality. Yeah, definitely not a Disney <laughs> movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a very different experience. I think I was kind of... um. I saw a lot of movies like growing up. I, mm. uh, um, it wasn't, I feel like I was very, like not very sheltered in the fact where I just kind of right from a young age, I saw like a lot of different kind of movies, yeah. not just your typical like kids movies. Um, and uh, when uh, we're talking about like these movies that got us into movies, like I really want to stress for me personally, at least like these are not my favorite movies. Yeah. These are yeah, not, I think, I mean, I do really, really like my movies, but that might just be, uh, I don't know if I'm able to separate. Most of mine are like I would rate them four and a half or higher. Most, yeah, most yeah. I, I these are. I'm not I, picking bad I movies. Think, I don't think they're the greatest movies of all time, but I'm completely unable to separate my bias. Yeah, I just don't want to like have anyone think that these are like the movies that have like like influenced <laughs> me as like a cinephile. Yeah, yeah. Like these are the movies that like I saw when I was young that I was like, oh shit, like yeah. that's a good movie. I should like explore more into this. Yeah. Um, and you'll <laughs> that'll come to light more in my list when we go through it yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, these are movies that this also when I was making this list, like I kind of like realized how young I am because like I'm like going through the years, like I'm trying to pick movies, like I said, from my youth. So I picked like all of my movies. The latest movie I picked is from 2010, um, which I was 13. Um, Damn. and <laughs> latest movie I picked. So not to spoil my list, but all of these are old. Basically, I watched them because my dad liked them or I just came across them somehow 
I don't, we'll probably get into it once I mm-hmm. yeah. reveal. But looking back, they are all four and a half or five. I didn't yeah. even realize it when I made it, but they're probably my favorite movies. So okay. I kind of differ on the list as you. Yeah, and I'm sure we're all going to have like, I'm, I have no idea what you guys, your, your lists are at all. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys know what mine is. I, like I, I told you guys before, I I made a public letterbox list and and, and I had a, a, a my long list on it. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but um, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what you guys are going to pick. Um, so let's just go around and are we picking five? Uh, yeah, I have five down. I think what we should do is we just each say one and go around. And yeah, let's yeah. Uh, we'll we'll my go list. through our five and then. Um, if we have any other honorable mentions or anything that we want to throw in there at the end, or if we spark conversation with yeah. something else, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but let's just uh, go right into it and go with the five. Boof, you want to start off with? Uh, and these aren't going to be necessarily in order. Um, we're just yeah. not ranked, you know, best to worst or whatever. It's just gonna we're just gonna talk about them. Um, so, what do you have for your first one? You want to yeah, talk about? So the first one, um, I'll just give a little background. Sure. Uh, this kind of opened me up where it kind of differed between art and entertainment. Sure. I feel like that kind of doesn't exist in a lot of people's minds. I feel like a lot of people view movies as strictly a form of entertainment mm-hmm. and not as an art and the craft and making it. But <clears throat> the one that really opened my eyes was 12 Angry Men. Oh, damn. I still um, haven't seen that. Really? Oh, <laughs> it is just like writing it down brought back like the – it's the first movie that I remember. I watched it first time when I was 16 years old alone in my basement and I didn't touch my phone or anything. And I was just completely wired in the whole time. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the first movie that ever kind of caught my attention like that. Another one that brings to mind is like come and see, which isn't on this list, but yeah. I just watched that for the first time like a month ago. Okay. How old were you when you watched 12 angry men? 16. Okay. And I was just kind of like, holy shit, why have I never heard of this movie? And then I look it up and it's obviously very popular and especially film and movie Mm -hmm. circles, but it just wasn't talked about. So already I can tell that our lists are going to be very different. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I I love old movies. Like this 12 Every Man came out in 57 and I love movies from the 50s. I love movies from the 60s. There's a few from the 40s that I will fucking uh, ride or die for. Um, But... I wasn't really exposed to movies like that until much later in my life. Mm-hmm. And I have a great appreciation for them. I love them. But yeah, my list is going to be very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, well, how I came across 12 Angry Men actually was I was in a film production class in high school. Mm-hmm. And we had like a snow day or something. And our teacher showed, why can't I think of the name? Rosebud. Um, oh, uh, uh, Citizen, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. He showed Citizen Kane. And I was like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate it. Where a lot of kids in my class kind of... <laughs> Great re- review of Citizen Kane, by the way. Weren't big. I don't hate it. <laughs> well, I watched it over a period of like three yeah. days. Yeah, um, yeah, that always fucks it up. Because yeah. it's school. And also, I was 16 years old. I didn't really care about anything other yeah. than the next time I was going to beat off. <laughs> uh, and I was talking to my teacher. And I asked him like, favorite other black and white movies and movies from that era he told me to watch 12 oh. angry men 12 angry men black and white yeah yeah Re- oh okay and 1957 uh, yeah and i gave it a shot i'm pretty sure it was like amazon prime like just watched the, the yeah, you... in my basement and 
uh, paid the, the 399 give it a rent yeah and the best part about that was uh i was just like expecting it to be ass to be completely honest i was oh, like yeah. no chance i'm gonna waste my time with a black and white movie that <laughs> my high school teacher told me to watch. yeah yeah and i was just like completely surprised and i told one of my best friends about it and he watched it and loved it mm-hmm. and then i remember kind of this is when it like transformed as i was sitting at my college dorm talking to my roommate and I just met like a bunch of kids and I was like, you guys got to watch this amazing movie, 12 Angry Men. Mm-hmm. We pull up the first 15 minutes and they're like, what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> like, boo. are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And no, we are very uh, uh, friendly to old movies on this podcast. Yeah. We will. To the... an extent. Oh, I feel like, yeah. I feel like cause you, you heard my take the other day about. Oh, this. yeah. We'll yeah. get into that. We'll, get, a we'll get into old, we'll have a whole podcast <laughs> on older movies and everything. Yeah. This, that's not what this is about. I was just a little um, teased. But yeah, we'll definitely get into some old movie uh, uh, discussions yeah. um, uh, in the future. Uh, Take, what do you have at your uh, first entry? I was going to say, jumping off what he was saying there as first movie that made you realize, uh, yeah, it can be more than entertainment. It can be actual art because for a long time, I would say like age 14 through like 17 was when I was big uh mind fuck movies anything like that uh-huh. that was like huge plot twist i was like this is the best thing i still stand by a lot of those but i was like the best thing a movie can ever do is have a huge fucking plot twist it's the only way a movie can be good yeah and then um i guess it is kind of a plot twist in a sense but i remember i watched mulholland drive and i've not heard of it really what no <laughs> What? Oh, you'll love no. it. You'll love it. It's um You gotta watch Mahalan. It it ends in a way where you literally I've never have I? I just well You've never heard of Mahalan <laughs> David Lynch? Oh no, no, I have not. I've not seen it. Oh, oh god. Dude. It's um well anyway, it that is the most upended I've ever felt at the okay. end of a film where I ended up uh, called people and had to explain the plot to them to try to walk myself back through it and be like, yeah. I missed something. Something here didn't line up. And then I scoured the internet. I went through like four pages of Google results trying to like find anyone. Because most of the takes I heard were like, you know, the the reason it's incredible is because there is no meaning. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It can't have no meaning. It can't be that. <laughs> and uh, finally found like a 30 page essay that I read and finally felt like I came to terms with it. But then in doing that, I realized like, oh, but really this guy, this is just the most uh, meaningful interpretation to me. Sure. And you can just draw your own conclusion about a movie. It doesn't have to be a, a Fincher, like, yeah. not not ragging on Fincher. I love him, but saying like, Fincher. yeah, a, a fucking tediously set up thriller that mm-hmm. goes from A to B to C. Sometimes it can just make no fucking sense. No. It's about how it makes you and, feel. And that's one of the great things about movies and, and film and cinema and whatever you want to call it is that it's really subjective and you can really take away whatever you want from it. And that's why uh, oh, we don't have to get into the the, the, whole, the whole deal with that. <laughs> um, but no, you guys are both two uh movies that i did not expect uh to come up this soon in the podcast um and again my list is going to be very different (laughs) um and i really want to talk about how i think we briefly mentioned this before the recording um about you know 
there's really two different ways to look at this and it's the movies that got you into movies and then there's the movies that got you into film i was gonna yeah that exact Um, distinction and these are like two movies that like got you into film exactly and i could if i was like going for that i did not go for that in my list okay um like my movies the the ones that i I picked are very much like movies that got me into movies Mm -hmm. um and like i said like these are movies from like my childhood that i like grew up watching yeah that these are not like art movies or independent movies or these are not movies that i if you were to tell me if you were to ask me like what like kind of movies that i'm into right now none of these would be on it um so i could throw just one of mine just off the dome i watched um a bug's life yeah every single day from ages (laughs) one and a half to three and a half great movie i've watched it over 600 times yeah i guess it was like you gotta log those in a letterbox that's what my parents tell me is i was like (laughs) from a young age (laughs) whose parents are like hey log that shit in a letterbox you're gonna remember this in a few years um so uh, going through my list like i want you guys to know in, in the audience too like these are like not like my like deep insightful picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna go with my first pick here if we're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And that is the uh 1993 film The Sandlot. Let's go. Um, this Amazing movie film. <laughs> I had on it's not the, as bad as I was expecting. It'll get worse. I um, <laughs> um, I had this on VHS when I was young, and I was one of those things I would rip it fucking all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just one of those like coming of age movies where I feel like every kid in kind of that grew up in the '90s um, just fell in love with. And it's one of those movies that it's like if you played baseball when you were like young, yeah, it was your favorite movie. What age do you see it at by chance? Oh, I don't know. Um, I would have had to have been like six. Okay. Um, I li- that's or one like of the around that, that time. That there's a few other ones, but there's just they're so popular and so prevalent. Like when you're growing up, yeah. that you literally can't even decipher when the first time. Yeah, yeah, and I had yeah. like I said, I had it on VHS. I would watch it all the time. Um, yeah, I was, but the only reason I was wondering is because I'm one of the people who didn't catch fucking Sandlot until I think I was like 13. Yeah, what the fuck did, did you do? I did not fuck. Did with you it. just go <laughs> wake up, feed the cows, and <laughs> yeah, go I to fucking, school? Uh, I would. I had a fucking VHS of dragon ball z goku versus cooler that i just wore the fuck out hey i mean that was fucking flat i have a confession i didn't watch SpongeBob. whatever gets you going was that a confession Damn. i that, didn't watch SpongeBob. that was my other oh, you might have to be off the pod the I, spongebob movie i was the, uh you remember percy jackson's books oh yeah, yeah. I, I literally i super i recently reread them really yeah how they held I, up fantastic i mean we'll I, talk about this on a different episode yeah, yeah. my <laughs> least favorite movie of all time oh terrible movie adaptation yeah 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 I, there, I no, I feel very passionately, and I don't want to go down. No, no, we we, we will reviews. we we yeah. uh will briefly uh Percy Jackson dope book series, one of my favorites. Growing up, um, they are making a new uh live action show on yeah. Disney Plus. And this like, time, Rick, probably Rick, gonna be. Well, how the fuck is it, Rick Riordan or whatever? Yeah, yeah he, he has creative control. control of it. Yeah, oh, the, cool. so, so yeah. it should. I have high hopes for it. Yeah, uh, but we're digressing. Yeah. We um, do uh, pencil down um, uh, movies that got us out of movies. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. She's and old, oh my God. I refuse old. to watch that. She's you old. haven't even seen it. 
No, fuck. I wrote a I wrote a paper on it and how bad it was oh, one time. <laughs> I just that watched the the animated show. For oh, the first one of the time. best one shows best. ever. Um, um <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to do my movie that got me into movies? Then well, we just we skip booth. Yeah. So let's go to Boof. Uh, Sandlot is mine. I, I, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with my second one. <laughs> I'm not true. Fuck Boof. <laughs> so if you, if you haven't seen Mulholland Drive, I'm really assuming you haven't seen Lynch. My next pick. Oh, probably. It's also a Lynch. It's the movies that got us into movies. All David Lynch movies. No, but this is the best part. It's not a movie at all. It's a TV show. Oh. You're breaking the rules. So, so, it's, so your pick so number two is not. Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, I was, okay, episode one, the pilot of Twin Peaks, yeah, is basically right? a movie, isn't it? Ninety minutes long. They yeah, did, and they did. In case well. it didn't get picked up, they did a closed ending. Yeah. Where they find the killer. So I'll count. I kind of want to watch that version because right. that's what they released in like Sweden and shit like that. Was because they were like, this might not go over. Because okay, so this so, is the one that kind of broke me out of my shell per se. Because um, I'll say it at this point, like most of the movies I ever watched or liked were because of my dad. Yeah, like them, yeah. and that was kind of just like our connection was like pretty bad in high school because we fucking hated each other because I was trying to be a rebel, but hockey star wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and movies was kind of what we bonded over. And I remember I watched Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. and I was like eight episodes in, and I was like, Dad, I think this might be the greatest television show I've ever seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he watches a few episodes and he comes to talk to me. He's like. So that Twin Peaks show is fucking bad. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. No, it's not. That's the first and time you made I, a choice for yourself. Yeah, and then I'm like, maybe his taste sucks. And that's why I hate him. <laughs> and then I kind of like just started watching more movies and kind of started generating my own taste, like going more off what I liked yeah. and what piqued my interest. So more moral of the story is... Twin Peaks made you realize you hate your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> we reconciled. That's the whole point. After high school. Okay. You were the, what, what movie made you reconcile? Name? Let's see. What movie did make us reconcile? Um, <laughs> Borat. Uh, Bugs Life? Borat. Bor- Borat actually <laughs> might be close. <laughs> Borat's not far off. Um, I think it's There Will Be Blood, though. Okay. Oh, that'll me, we'll, we'll have a whole podcast on that eventually. Me yeah. wanting to watch Borat almost made my parents kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Let's fucking. Uh, oh, so as far as first movie that I can remember, because yeah, same thing as yours, but I'm talking about when I was about age one to age six. I was just like, yeah, whatever my sister wants to watch, that's what we'll watch tonight. That's cool. And I think I watched like Back to the Future like 15 times. Okay. Because my dad was just like, this is the best movie. <laughs> and um, it is a great movie, but still. Yeah, go um, Fucking, uh, first one's great. Two and three suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking, I don't know if I've ever seen three, but anyway. Um, don't. Uh, two of them. And maybe I'll just save Ultimate because I can't remember which I saw first. No, one of them. Okay. I did not know that comic books existed or superheroes existed or anything. And my parents took me to Spider-Man and I like walked, the Sam Raimi, like yeah, original ones. I yeah. walked out of the theater being like, Oh my fucking God. Yeah, Toby Maguire. Yeah. I bought so many comic books after that. Just <laughs> being like, this is probably the best story that could exist is a dude can fucking just kick ass and climb a wall. 
I was fucking obsessed with those movies back then. And then the other one that I'll lump in there, I don't feel like giving either of them their own spotlight, is um, uh, even though this one, this was everyone's fucking jam, was Pirates of the Caribbean 1. Sure. I was like, <laughs> honest, I don't know if it's like everyone's jam, but yeah, a great movie. Honest question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I still don't know how to say Caribbean. Caribbean. Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. No, I, there's that old fucking joke where they were like, it's always Caribbean. Wait. It's always yeah, know, Caribbean but... unless you're saying Pirates of the Caribbean. But why? Yeah. The only but time. why? How does True, that I don't know. I never even thought about it. <laughs> why is that such like a widespread issue where it stunted my learning abilities to this day? I think that just advertising went that hard for the movie. Yeah, but why did they want it to be different than Crip? What, what's wrong with Pirates of the Caribbean? One's probably English pronunciation. One's probably the actual pronunciation. Is it though? Because I would... I would I don't know. guess that pirates Caribbean, say a lot of things wrong. Caribbean has such a broken staccato to it that, it ha- that I has don't know to what the, the fuck that word is. Stica- I think so. <laughs> Wait, now I'm. <laughs> um, but no, um, the Spider Man soundtrack had a Nickelback song on it that banged. I just want fuck Nickelback. I never listened to Nickelback in my life except for um, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's my favorite song ever. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but yeah, Parts of the Caribbean no, was yeah. the first time that <laughs> big time was the first time that i was like okay um a character can become that's another topic i don't know if you guys were going to dive into that at all but you guys ever heard that fucking thing of um uh back when i was seven i'd sit in the theater and download my new personality for the next year (laughs) i never thought that that had happened to me and then, um, fuck, I'm about to do until you now. saw Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, oh, until no. you saw Pirates of the Caribbean, became a raging alcoholic. Yeah, I, know. I was like, I bet I, I think I wanted to be Jack Sparrow, but I didn't know how to. That's like r slash Marvel character. Well, let me know exactly. Let me know figure it out for the yeah. first time. Well, no, I was just saying that because I watched Emperor's New Groove for the first time in years, like oh. a month ago. I was like, oh, this was that every was... joke I thought was funny. I uh, used all these jokes. I'm just gonna spoil it. Emperor's New Groove is on my list. That was perfect. Gotcha. God is that. I get. Let's keep a running tally of. Who snipes someone else's movie for the hell to say it? I'm up one. <laughs> but yeah. Well, you just said three movies in, in one yeah, spot. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep shotgunning. <laughs> Your lift like, is already over. I'm saying so. 20 movies. Yeah, you're canceled. Move on, Danny. <laughs> um. All right. So again, this is probably like, this is actually one of my favorite movies. Um, but this is like by no means like highbrow cinema. Um, this is like very much like a not even a guilty pleasure, but just like if you know me, you know I this love is like, my lowbrow cinema. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not lowbrow. It's they're they're great movies. Um, but uh, I, I wasn't kidding. I do love dumb movies. It's not dumb. Uh, I will d- die on this hill to the day I die. But my next movie is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, God is asking it. Boof's list is finished. I had the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> okay, okay. I actually, so I Wait, originally had the Sorcerer's. One second. Does does ranking the Harry Potter movies get get its own fucking episode? Or yes, it I, definitely or will. Or am I just about to say my favorite one? Right. No, now? no, no. Well, well, yeah, rank, no say say your one. Ranking fire. Ranking the Harry Potter movies will definitely have its own episode. Okay. Goblet of Fire is fire, but the first one is kind of just like breaking the hymen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I originally the, out. the first Harry Potter blew my high. Yeah. Little Daniel Radcliffe blew my ass. To pieces. <laughs> Never recovered. Um, no, I was gonna have the first one on it. Actually, I, I called an audible today. Oh, 
and took the Sorcerer's Stone off my list and put Prisoner of Azkaban on because I feel like it's just a better movie. Um, and uh, I had uh, again um, the the first three Harry Potter movies really, um, actually the first four um, I had like growing up on like DVD or VHS, and mm. I like ripped through them all the time constantly. Did you and ever read the books? I read the first couple of them. I don't think I. I think I caught up. I don't think I read like the the last one or two, uh, like six or seven. Um, but I, when I was young, I read the first few of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Harry Potter series in general, the whole thing, which I, I, I'm kind of accumulating into this one movie. I couldn't pick two, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I, it is like my favorite. Everyone has like that one fantasy franchise that like kind of defines them a little bit. I, I feel, feel like, like it's Star Wars, Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, it, 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 those are the big ones. And I think Weird. for our generation... Um, it's really Harry Potter because those are the ones that came yeah. out came out while we were growing up. Yeah. Or certain people that kick you off the internet are huge Star Wars guys at the yeah. same time. Yeah, my parents um, wouldn't let me watch Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I almost or Star Wars. You, yeah, yeah you he's fucked up. He's fucked. <laughs> up. You haven't seen Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? No, he hasn't seen like a. Remember what I was telling you? He hasn't seen a shit ton of movies. But he's seen like all of like the weird like art house like horror movies. Art house horror movies every week, but he won't watch fucking Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Yeah, Pulp Fiction is bad. That's that's a different pod. That's a different pod. Um, But yeah, I feel like like Harry Potter is just like our generation's like fantasy like epic story. Um, and I love Star Wars. I love Lord of the Rings. I love I love it all. Um, but for me, I, I grew up with Harry Potter, and that's why it had to be on my list. And specifically, the third one, uh, directed by Alfonso Cuarón. Um, just like a very different. When did they stop being directed by? Uh, so it was Chris, Chris Columbus Columbia. for the yeah. first two. Okay. And then Cuarón did uh, the third one, and then David Yates did the rest of them. Um, okay. and I love the David Yates ones too. Um, but. And the first two are, are fine, um, but they're like very family oriented, yeah. like Chris very Columbus. young kid, Chris yeah. Columbus, Home Alone. Um, they free guy. shitty. Fucking <laughs> I just man. found out that was him. free guy. Yeah. Chris Columbus directed free guy. He's still grinding. Oh, so that's why it's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> As you're phrasing this. Really. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he's named after a fucking shitty person. Yeah. Um, he's canceled. <laughs> But like those first two are like really like they're great, but it's like it's really like it's not as the tone is very different. And yeah, when you get to the third one, it's like they're a little more mature and like the stakes are being risen a little bit and yeah. you have more kind of these underlying emotions and feelings and um, themes that are coming into play. And I think that's when the series really blossoms yeah. um, and takes a different direction that I was like. And when that happened, I was like all on board for um so that's why i picked number three instead i called the last one an audible yeah put it in instead of number one um but we'll talk about harry potter in depth in another podcast yeah. um poof what'd you have for your next one yes yeah, so my quick. last oh, oh yeah uh i just wanted to add real quick the the tone shift that you yeah, mentioned sure. from two to three mm-hmm. that specifically i stopped watching the movies after three because i was like damn, I don't want to watch a movie that makes me sad. This sucks. <laughs> and then I just watch one and two and be like, yep, that's the whole series. And then it wasn't until I read the books and got through four, because that one was fucking 700 pages. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to read this. And then I finally read that. And then after reading that, went back, watched three and four and was like, 
oh, the first two movies are trash. Three yeah. and four are gas. Yeah. And then five, it gets bad again. Sit, yeah. well, uh, the last two are no. good. So Five's I think I think we already five, right? I think we already established that we're gonna rank the episodes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just start mine. Uh, like you said, where you watch a movie and just download into your personality. Yeah. I yeah. think um, the next is the like, Nutty Professor. Is that what you're gonna say? Uh, Norbit. No. I'll, but... So I'll just spoil it. Mine's Airplane. Yeah. Oh, and great movie. Got it. So I was watched at probably too young of an age it was yeah. probably right at my turn into double digits from like nine or ten sure miss most of the jokes yeah and then probably again at like 13 miss I most of the jokes again <laughs> watched it and it was right when i also watched blazing saddles which is Poof watches it to this day and still misses all the jokes. <laughs> Literally, I have no. It's like, what is the? What's I like my coffee black. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, is my mouth watering? But yeah, I think I downloaded both those movies into my ethnic core. Yeah. And like, understand. <laughs> okay, that's probably a bad example for Blazing Saddles, but they. <laughs> but I, it, I understood it was like from a satirical standpoint. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and everything, and I just thought everything about it was fucking hilarious. All the little, like hoopla and um you know stuff they have going on and and the little jokes here and there that pass over people's heads and i also was kind of watching friends at that stage and i fucking hated it (laughs) i think so yeah it like differentiated like the comedy genre for me okay yeah like where the standpoints were and i just kind of fell in love with the genre after watching airplane i got really Sick. into monty python after that. oh i was waiting for you to bring up monty yeah, python it was actually basically between airplane or holy grail but i knew that when i watched holy grail and like the life of brian for the first yeah. time damn. i was like damn airplane jacked this shit <laughs> <laughs> no there is something about like those kind of movies where it's like if they're great movies but they're really like not really even movies. They're just like walking punchlines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Airplane is a setup every Man, two seconds. The Naked yeah. Gun. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Naked movies. Gun. Oh my god, <laughs> those are probably like my favorite comedy movies. I probably just well, and did they? Did they? I'd need to know more about like uh, comedy of the '90s and everything. But did Airplane just come through and just just meteorically shift the entire comedy genre? Yeah, it was like eighty. It was some of like the style or, of oh, writing. Oh, oh. Sorry, we'll wait for that to <laughs> man. That guy'd be revving. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I believe it became the norm, the number one comedy oh. of all time. I, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, because I think it was Animal House, yep, and then airplanes came along and just shattered yeah. everything they did. <laughs> and yeah, people are like, oh wow, I didn't really know you could, um make movies like this and i think it really just no. shaped what <laughs> i don't like the way he's charging up over there <laughs> he's, he's I'm not to up. Am, I, am i am i am i hyping up airplanes too much for him yeah yeah <laughs> no that just no i did think it like shaped the, said, the future said, of comedy that movie for sure. airplanes my... came through and blew up the building is that what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> that movie probably started the i mean around like 16 i said it earlier right when i watched 12 angry men i was like oh movies are different people don't yeah. like the same movies i do it's like yeah i'm, I'm quirky i like airplane. <laughs> <laughs> quirky. Yeah. that started that stage i i got an axe in that as soon as i i was just self-realized yeah i was just asking because airplane just really is nothing like really any other 
comedy movie as far as just fully like you said bit every single second it's yeah it's literally like the 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 yeah. blueprint for like movies like Anchorman and like these modern yeah. comedies that we see yeah. now um, where it pushed the limits and now we can make things like that because people, it opened the doors for like other movies. And I feel like it was such an outlier of if you did like joke per minute, every comedy before that was like, Oh, we'll go for five jokes per minute or whatever. Yeah. And they just came through with 45 jokes per minute. And then we <laughs> settled at like 30 joke per second. from there on out. Cause they just yeah. kicked the living shit out of the norm yeah it's really just a vehicle to tell jokes yeah um and everything else is secondary but it's the highest of that yeah no it is great yeah we love it yeah my favorite part about it too is i get sick of shit really fast like i can't watch a movie basically more than once because i'll get to just get sick of it airplane is one of the movies i could rewatch for the rest of my life and i think every six months it's just so quotable too that's part of the reason why because like every single line like every it's all just throwaway lines yeah and uh, everyone is just a quote picked a bad week to stop sniffing glue (laughs) (laughs) every single time you watch it you have a new favorite quote and there's not many movies you can say that about what's your next one my up next yeah fuck Fuck. um okay two ways we can go with this one um i'll start with the one i want to say um what's the one you don't want to (laughs) say okay we'll do that one first um when i talked before so we're going i'm gonna interrupt you quick yeah um so we're all going around saying one movie through taike who's just unleashing like three or four every turn (laughs) well i I just said like at least he hit us with the whole harry potter series (laughs) but number three but um all right one movie only try yeah okay <laughs> remember before when i was saying uh i thought every movie had to be a mystery that you can solve you're about yeah. to say the mission impossible series no 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 much worse <laughs> what's remember i'm embarrassed scooby-doo uh spooky island is that your pick oh, that's oh my god i should <laughs> have picked that one best soundtrack best scene <laughs> with a song in it ever but um Actually, no, you're actually going to love this one. <laughs> is it Scooby-Doo um, Spooky Island? No. <laughs> they, um, all... Okay. One second here, Danny. Okay. I think we're good. Is it still recording? Yeah, it says it is. It just says we don't have a connection to the server yeah, just anymore. Exit, just exit out of that. But it says it's still recording. Yeah. Whatever. We'll keep going. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so do 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 movies that got me into thinking that everything had to be solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fifteen, and a girl I really liked said, "Have you never seen Donnie Darko?" Oh, I do and love this. One. I wa- he definitely just kicked us off. <laughs> so uh, watch that and uh, get this one YouTube clips one of twenty one parts. Watched it and. Five minute YouTube clips. Oh my god! And um, you're a trailblazer. Yeah, that was a disgusting move by me. <laughs> but then definitely texted that girl. That was kind of the coolest movie ever. <laughs> and then how old were you? Uh, fifteen. Okay. Downloaded not my personality, but my taste from that movie. Being like, yeah, like, since, this movie will get me chicks. Yeah, since because I know I have to love Donnie Darko. Now every movie I like has to be like Donnie Darko. But um, Donnie Darko is another. I'm quirky. I like Donnie oh Darko. my god, that was yes. probably that's what, that's what made me think. That was of probably it. the original for every '90s kid. Was the moment you start liking Donnie Darko, the moment you're like, yeah. Fuck, and especially at age like 15 when he when he like tells the the preacher dude like atheism sick 
I was like, actually, yeah, actually, fuck me going having Egypt. a religious crisis when I watched Donnie Darko for the first time. It's like, yeah. yes, yeah, no, literally, yes, that was tough for me. I bounced back. But we already <laughs> discussed that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're passing, passing the, passing the rock. Yeah, he still uses movies to get chicks, but they're just art house horror. Movies. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he, I yeah. haven't found the chick it applies to yet. Now but... he's the one that's just. Have you seen this movie? When I come through, all the traps are set. <laughs> um, okay, so now my next movie um, is probably the only one on my list that I would still say is like one of my favorite movies ever. Yep. Um, and I saw this when I was young and I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, this is good great whatever um but it didn't really hit me until rewatching it like several times later throughout my life this is probably one of the movies i've seen the most um it was a movie that i returned to um very often whenever i it's like a very emotional movie for me Mm -hmm. um and that is heo miyazaki's spirited away Mm. um i you seen never seen it? Never seen. Ugh. Have you seen any Ghibli movies? I haven't seen any Ghibli movies. Oh my god! I just recently watched all of them again. I yeah. love them. Um, but Spirited Away, I think, is the best. Yep. Uh, I think it is the perfect like cross between like world building and like character development and and uh, you know thematic influences and uh, really, it's just a movie that like just really just makes me feel happy yeah uh and so whenever i'm in like a bad mood like or like feeling sad like i'll watch spirit away and it fucking works every time it's that's incredible. another one that uh bitches love spirit away do that uh, <laughs> maybe you should do that maybe you should switch it yeah, up instead of doing, should switch instead up of doing like, indie horror movies you should be like hey you ever seen spirit instead away of making them watch well, vhs watch <laughs> oh my god they away. actually hate when you make them watch vhs <laughs> i i wonder why <laughs> Real quick, uh, I'm going to talk to you yeah, about Julie in a second, but I wanted to say I'm still fucked up that I did talk to a girl once where I was like, yeah, I watch yeah, the craziest horror movies you've ever heard of. And she suggested, I think she suggested Wolf House, House, which is insane, and then uh, The Holy Mountain. That's the House is the movie we're telling you about where it's like the paper mache. No, no, yeah. that's The Wolf House. House Wolf is a House. 1977 japanese film okay where they kind of just as far as i can tell really got a jump on the whole like absurdist horror i guess you'd call it where it's campy kind of like evil dead 2 creep show which i just saw recently was a lot like that too where it's like it's not even trying to be serious yeah but then it's just going it's super you know out there as far as art style and stuff like that and all the stuff that's happening tons of bright colors and things flying out the screen yeah speaking of observative horror uh spirited away um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah, the movie that yeah okay so um i saw a real quick spirited away anecdote mm-hmm. um and i was like eight it was on cartoon network and um in like because that's a what like a two and a half hour yeah something like that probably yeah so it was stretched out over like five hours <laughs> yeah and i just remember break like, every two minutes i just remember for some reason thinking that it was the longest movie ever made as a kid and just like telling my mom like yeah i actually just watched the longest movie ever made 
and my mom was like oh wow what the hell <laughs> weird flex kid yeah and it just and i didn't watch it i, I walked away like halfway through and was like yeah i just watched the longest movie ever made <laughs> so for years i had no idea how it ended and i just recently watched it all the way through for the first time it was like oh this would have broken me as a child <laughs> i would have never talked about anything else but this movie incredible no, no yeah that's literally um one of the movies that will forever be in like my favorite movies um, and I could talk about it all day and we definitely will eventually have like a Ghibli podcast. We should have one right after I watch it for my first time. <laughs> we, should, we should, all of it, all we of should it is on HBO We should do, yeah. a, what we should do is have a podcast where Poof hasn't seen any of them and just, he can like sit and listen the whole time. Yeah. And just call him. Yeah. That would be a good one. <laughs> I can just go, just right in the middle just of all dunk on him. Yeah. Um, I just have one. Last. Honestly, I have my laptop open right now. Um, like all I have a a slideshow of like wallpapers they're all spirited away <laughs> yeah um dude yeah every it's the epitome of heart in any of the movies i would say um oh what's the one with the witch uh, i think of it now the spirited witch? away uh oh, no uh, no the little how, girl witch uh kiki's delivery service kiki's delivery service is maybe the kindest movie i've ever seen uh-huh but the most heart is spirited away like, yeah that journey that in, occurs in that film yes and the the soundtrack too is so fuck all of the ghibli soundtracks are great yeah. but like specifically spirited away yeah let's put it that way there's certain ghibli films that do certain aspects better like yeah. princess mononoke as far as like moral grayness and stuff mm-hmm. like that but as far as really rounding all the bases spirited away is yeah it's go. just such a good tale of like family dynamics and loneliness and greed and like it yeah. just talks about so many different like key concepts that yeah um it's just such a well-rounded yeah. story um and again we'll talk about <laughs> yeah, this yeah i gotta quit jumping the, the we'll talk about spirited away and <laughs> and all the other ghibli movies that we love yeah. and, that, and that booth has never seen that booth on, loves. on another that booth loves more than anyone i'm guessing i will love it because so i've never watched any animation before last year oh really the only anim- basically Bug, the bugs only- life yeah, I mean, I guess that, but like non-American. Sure. I guess yeah. the yeah, only yeah. animation I have really watched that's not American is Death Note. Okay, um, great show. Which I fucking love. I couldn't recommend it enough. But what started is we'll definitely Avatar. talk about some some anime on this too. Yeah, if you guys want to, we'll probably just have to do a whole other episode that's like this, but just about anime. We'll definitely do like an anime pod for At sure. Least I jump off. to those of you who are unfamiliar with us. We love anime. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I was going to say, I don't think Boof does. But... I mean, I have an interest in it. I've just never really dedicated the time to learning. I'll, I'll rephrase. Like For those of you who uh, <laughs> un- are unfamiliar with us, uh, I love anime. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We got it all checkered out now. Are you going? Yeah, I just have one left. Um, I kind of already named my five, but this one kind of just popped up now when I said uh, religious breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really having, I grew up like kind of religious, I guess you could say. You said five already? I've only said three. Well, you guys sniped two of mine. Oh, perfect. Got so his ass. They got taken out now pretty it's, Now fast. it's elimination round me. Who <laughs> <laughs> can guess the other ones? I, I was the, I was the um, bad I bet guys. I can guess my ears. The bad guys, an enemy at the gates. <laughs> um, but uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, I watched probably mid- uh, crisis, I guess you could say it was when I was going through confirmation and I kind of had a fallout with the Lord what I believed in mm-hmm. and decided that it would be best to like 
protest my belief during my confirmation speech. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so my probably the best time to do it, honestly. Yeah, my confirmation speech was Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Okay. Which is the verse What's that what's uh, that verse, Tyke? Can you can you tell me? Uh, uh that's the Oh, that's the uh, Royale with cheese. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> the big kahuna burger. Yeah. That is the... Because you haven't seen Pulp Fiction. Right? I have seen Pulp Fiction. You have? Yeah. I don't How think... could I have this super good take <laughs> that it's bad if I have Because seen your it. take is some ants. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the verse that Jules says right before he kills anybody in Pulp Fiction. And oh. I read the whole verse from the Bible at the end of my speech in front of God, my yes. whole church was it crickets <laughs> did you get a standing uh, ovation i think the only one who understood was my dad and my dad was like red in the face you really just do that <laughs> and i'm like yeah he's like respect that was, was kind of cool <laughs> i was like yeah i know it was <laughs> but, how old were you during this um 15 15, right? 15. okay yeah. Yeah, Pulp Fiction was going to be on my list, but I did bump it for something else uh, that all my next will go around. I'll, I'll mention it. Yeah, but basically just the storytelling that Tarantino introduced in Pulp Fiction, which was my first. Don't even fucking look at me like that. Um, I thought, I, I still think to this day, not just at the time, but that was the first time I experienced storytelling like that. Yeah. I think the best storytellers basically who can match him are the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, love the Coen brothers those are probably my top two as far as storytelling I'm probably missing one just because I can't think of it yeah no like the way that uh, the non-linear storytelling in Pulp Fiction is just so like intense and like different than like anything that like I've really seen before I mean I think there's like I don't know if I'm getting my years right but there's like Memento that was like I think before it right uh, or was it after Memento was 2000 Pulp Fiction oh so the after, way right. after yeah Um, and uh, so yeah it was before it but um, where it's like you really you have like all these different things going on and like all these different timelines and you really don't know what's going on until yeah. like about like I remember when I saw it for the first time I didn't realize it was nonlinear until you see um is it John Travolta that dies and then yeah and then he's Bruce like back Willis kills yeah yeah and then you see him like again later in and the I, next scene yeah and I was like what the fuck's going on and yeah, that's when I put that. it together because I was young when I saw it too but no, Pulp Fiction was very influential in, in my um, movie-going experience. And it was definitely one of those movies where you see it and you're like, oh, like, this shit is dope. Like, movies are dope. Like, Yeah, you definitely do watch and be like, this shit's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like you kind of, it's one of the movies where without really telling you anything about the character, you feel so in tune with the character and like you feel you know everything about them even though you were never told anything yeah it's kind of a unique perspective that the movie gives you where you kind of imagine the entire background and personality yeah. of the character mm-hmm. can i double back for one second yeah go for it yeah um, talk shit about Tarantino no, no 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 because no. i was gonna say because we were talking about the non-linear structure that tarantino used in that and um you brought up the coen brothers um do you find the Coen brothers to be nonlinear in their storytelling? No, or do I you just, just feel they're both similar just, strengths. Yeah, just their ability to tell a story okay. and like progress the characters in a productive way. Because I love the Coen brothers and hate Tarantino, so I found that interesting. I, I mean, think I, just I think, think they're both masters at 
they for sure are both like two of my favorite filmmakers yeah um but what i think that their biggest thing in common is is that they're both masters at of of genre um that both the coen brothers and tarantino have like this unique gift of like bending genre and Mm -hmm. combining um comedy into their genre yeah where you whether it whether it's uh action or mystery or crime or horror or thriller um they all have uh no matter what they whatever what movie they're making it's also a comedy yeah and And it's also a a thriller and it's also like they do such a great job of 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 bending these genres another thing that i think ties them together is uh danger is always just a second away in both coen brother movies and tarantino films Mm -hmm. like at any point in a coen brothers movie like take well actually i don't want to majorly spoil that movie but Tons of movies where suddenly someone will just get blown the fuck yeah. away with a shotgun. Violence is almost like fetishized a little bit in both yeah. of them. Maybe a little more so in Tarantino's Definitely work more so. Than, oh, yeah. than the Coen Brothers. A lot of things are fetishized in Tarantino movies. <laughs> we'll have a Tarantino pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. But no, because um, it's funny. I just thought it was funny because, um, or not funny, but interesting. Because I always relate uh, Coen Brothers to PTA. Okay. Also very similar for sure. Yeah. Because to me, I the way... The thing I've always it, said to myself, my inner mantra about mm-hmm. the two of them as filmmakers, three of them as filmmakers, is PTA takes the smallest, least significant conflicts mm-hmm. and convinces you that they are the biggest conflict in the world to the main mm-hmm. character. Coen brothers take the biggest, most dangerous conflicts and filter them through characters who are too oblivious to realize the danger they're in. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. So they're inverses to each other to me which is why they're both genre bending comedy thriller type you can't really define either of their films yeah and there's like an an anxiety to like pta films that Mm -hmm. is like really like stressed throughout his work um where it's like you really get a sense that the the world that he puts these characters in is like really like flourishing with like all of these different kinds of um uncertain like it's like it's like the world outside of their head is like not as fast as the world inside of their head yeah that makes sense um and that's something that like is really interesting with pta to me yeah like you like in magnolia where you have 10 different characters who you're convinced their world is ending half of it is just they can't find a date (laughs) and compare that to like burn after reading yeah. Where everyone's embroiled in a giant government conspiracy <laughs> and are going to get assassinated at any moment and they're just like or and fucking the main woman is just focused on getting plastic surgery yeah or burn look after at reading is one of the more underrated movies literally one of my reading. favorite movies or like look at uh, like punch drunk love um yeah. where you I have just watched that movie i tried showing it to my girlfriend and she fell asleep about 10 minutes <laughs> in, and i watched the whole thing but yeah. i feel like this really like the stakes of that movie like aren't very high yeah. but it's like Adam Sandler you feel like he's going to fucking explode like yeah. the whole movie. Yeah. Um is it my turn? Is yeah, we should to... probably try and if, wrap up pretty soon. If you still have like one or two. What was the movie that we were on that we were supposed to be talking about? Pulp Fiction, right? Okay, no, then you started one. What did you start? Oh, I didn't. Oh, did I? I think oh. we're. St- I think we're still on Pulp Fiction. Uh, well, okay. One I gotta get to is um, since horror genre is uniquely one of my loves. Uh, three of one us. of your kinks. 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 Uh, this one's tough because they're almost inseparable to me. But I'm gonna take the one that I think about more out of the two of them was. And again, you were asking first movies I ever saw that were R rated. 
uh, one of the first two or three was the original Halloween. Oh, great. And I was just blown the fuck away. Mm. Not having any context of what it meant to the slasher genre yeah. or anything like that. I was just like, nothing could ever be scarier than a guy who just walks at you in a single line. And when I look at most of my favorite horror movies ever, it's just a single pursuer who never runs or anything. Mm -hmm. And um, not being able to kill him, not him moving. I think that's very unique about Halloween is um, he he can't be killed right but he also is definitively human which is a lot creepier than being chased by a zombie or yeah, a demon or like or some kind ghost. of deity or something yeah. yeah it's a lot scarier that for no reason at all you can't kill mm -hmm. this guy he just eats everything yeah because then he has because it's kind of that um what's that old idiom of people say like you don't fear i fear man more than i fear anything else because i understand why like a bear wants to eat me i don't understand why a human wants to kill me oh yeah it's like when a demon wants to kill somebody in a horror movie you're like yeah it's a demon yeah it makes it total makes sense, sense. Yeah. And it's like why the but fuck does michael myers do. want to kill me so bad what is going on <laughs> but yeah john carpenter went fucking crazy that soundtrack is still one of the best soundtracks mm -hmm. ever in a horror that's film. definitely like probably my favorite horror movie for sure i yeah. love the original yeah. Halloween. i've also never seen the original horror and the more Disregard slashers, <laughs> the more slashers, anything I watch since then, the more yeah. I'm just like, oh, Halloween's the best one. It has ever. to be the most it created influential every horror movie of all yeah. time. Yeah. It was what, like $400,000 budget made like $150 million. I mean, they're literally office. still making them. Like the new yeah. one comes yeah. out in like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's the, one of the great things about a horror movie too, um, is that you really, it's like the easiest kind of movie to make. Yeah. Um, and you really don't need a lot of money. And some of the best horror movies ever are like really low budget. Evil Dead. Yeah. Or what is uh, um, the one, uh, not The Conjuring. Um, uh, the Saw? Insidious. Insidious. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Insidious had like an incredibly low budget. Yeah. And it like made like like 400 million or something. Is I don't it, know. Is it Bloomhouse? Did no, Bloomhouse it's make uh, it? no. um the other their main competitor. A24? No, no, I can't remember. I literally was telling you about this. The uh, the, he made they made uh the Purge movies too. Um same production company. I'm I'll positive. look it up while we're talking. We'll edit this part out. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um but no Bloomhouse is is notorious for just absolutely cranking out horror movies at a budget of like i don't think they ever go over three hundred thousand dollars and each yeah. one grosses 20 million and it's like oh that wasn't a huge movie but mm -hmm. we made back 10 times what we paid on it yeah that's what's great about horror movies yeah um anything else yeah how many more movies do you i have two more on my list he's got okay. one i think i could do one more i mean i know i could do one more but i'll probably keep it to that yeah, I'll be quick on my next one um, because we kind of already talked a little bit, um, and uh, Taika definitely just sniped me. Um, it is Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> um, and I almost I had on my long list I had Pulp Fiction, but I decided to I can't have two Tarantino movies on it. Yeah, that would be preposterous, and Taika would fucking quit the pod. <laughs> um, but. Why the reason I have Inglorious Bastards on it is not probably what you would think. Um, because I, it's, it's a great movie. It is a great movie. And it's one of my favorites. Um, but why I put it on my list is because 
Inglorious Bastards is the first movie that I independently purchased. Um, I bought it Hmm. as soon as I could on, I downloaded it on iTunes and I had seen the trailer for it, like when it came out. So I was like 10 years old and which is probably way too early to watch Inglorious Bastards. Um, And I really had no idea what to expect. And it came on and they're in like the house in France or whatever. And the movie starts and has an iconic scene and uh, they're all speaking French and I'm like mm-hmm. 10 years old and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what? did I pick the wrong movie? Like, is this supposed to be, did I pick the wrong language? And I was like, so confused at 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll just roll with it. And you know, it is by no, by no means a foreign film. I love, yeah, yeah. I love foreign films and Taika, I know you love foreign films and I watch a lot of movies from a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. and Inglorious Bastards is not is not that, but yeah. it really opened my eyes to foreign language films because yeah. it, it was my first experience of like most of the movie, or at least half the movie is in another language. Yeah, and so that's the movie that really opened my eyes and said, "Oh, like there's a whole other world out there of movies that are not like in English." And I know that this is like a we're splitting hairs because this is not a foreign film. This is like a very yeah, but much the a, a subtitle. The subtitle barrier is a huge hurdle. Yeah, and that like time. really at like a when I came out when I was ten years old, um, that really like opened my eyes and and put me on the t- trajectory to kind of seek out movies from other countries. Yeah. Um. So that's why I felt like I had to put that on my list over Pulp Fiction. Um. And I do think that Pulp Fiction is probably my favorite Tarantino movie, but Inglorious Bastards I think is the best. I don't we, think uh, an interesting episode, just because of how much you don't like Tarantino, uh, would be us ranking his movies. Because mm-hmm. we definitely should. Yeah, I think me and you both really like Tarantino, and yeah. I think our list would still be very different. I bet it would be. We should definitely do like a Tarantino episode, like a PTA episode, like a Fincher episode, Miyazaki, like yeah, Miyazaki, Ghibli, maybe like but... a Wes Anderson one, like some of like our favorite auteur filmmakers, and yeah. really just I bet we all have like very different opinions on like a lot of those yeah. films. Um, so that's why I had Inglorious Bastards on my list. Great film. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because we already talked about Tarantino a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we could just jerk off. All of we could Tarantino. talk for hours about all these. <laughs> Um, but let's go to the next one. Poof, do you have another one or do you want to, uh, I don't have another one because we, I don't. what was your other one that we already sniped? You had, uh, let's see. I had a Harry Potter. Uh-huh. And I had, um, why am I forgetting it now? Emperor's new groove. Okay. So fire. <laughs> so Taika, um, it's your last one, right? Yeah, I think so. Which one do I want to, you're going to love my last one. Okay. One I have to do. Um, so what year did that come out i would have been 17 um 17 i this would have been while i was already in my donnie darko phase and all that shit and was like yeah i pretty much this is yeah movies are the best if they're dark and suspenseful and um mysterious plot twists that's all that could make a movie good didn't give a fuck about cinematography uh just you know Mm -hmm. uh just set design in in any way and i went to just because i had seen the cast list and loved owen wilson so fucking i've seen more owen wilson movies than any other actor ever what is this gonna be grand budapest hotel yes i I love this movie i love wes (laughs) anderson 
I was really close to putting Wes yeah. Anderson movie on mine, but I, I feel like I, I was. Like, I found him too late. Yeah, I said that's what I. I found him I because like, I was into movies. Um, because yeah. if I know that like we were doing movies from when we were like seventeen yeah. or eighteen or whatever, like I like I said the the earliest or the latest I have would be movies I saw when I was thirteen. Um, but I, Wes Anderson is like probably the one of the biggest influences in like the movies that I like. Yeah. I had no idea who he was at that time. Like I said, I just saw Owen Wilson and Bill Murray and pointed it to my parents in the theater lobby and was mm-hmm. like, oh, we should see this. It'll probably be really funny. And then I remember sitting there and being like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And I don't know why. I couldn't figure it out. I was just like, I've never liked a movie this much. This uh-huh. is insane. And then now I just rewatched it for the first time earlier this year. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is everything that I've since come to appreciate as far as, like, the way he was framing shots, mm-hmm. the fucking color palette, and just fucking, yeah. I watched uh, Moonrise Kingdom yesterday. Um, okay. I rewatched it. Okay. And I have a, when I, my first time I watched, and I don't mean to just talk about Moonrise Kingdom now, but it was one of the movies where I was like, oh, this is, like, Lesser Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it yesterday, and I was like, this might be, like, one of his best movies. It's, I, uh, not to spoil it, Moonrise Kingdom is my favorite. <laughs> okay, well, you ruined the pod. First time, <laughs> first time I watched Moonrise Kingdom, I fell asleep, woke up, and said, I was wrong. Wes Anderson is a fucking terrible filmmaker. I, I, I like to pretend <laughs> that uh, Ed Norton is the, in Moonrise Kingdom as the same Ed Norton from Par- Primal Fear. And or same Ed Norton as American History X. Or Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. No, I fucking, yeah. And it wasn't until this last year I watched Moonrise Kingdom again after now seeing almost every other Wes Anderson movie and was like, oh yeah, no, this is one of his best ones. I just, at that time, had no idea how absolutely whimsical so whimsical. Wes Anderson could be. It. And Grand Budapest Hotel is probably one of his least whimsical as far as like people are actually getting killed. Mm-hmm. And I remember the exact scene where I shut Moonrise Kingdom off was when Ed Norton kind of did that floating jump over that um, moat that was flooded. (laughs) And I was like, that was stupid. I could tell they used a wire and I shut the movie (laughs) off. And I was like, watching it again, I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. That was the whole point. (laughs) The the whole point of like all Wes Anderson movies is like, this is absurd. Yeah. And it's just like, let's explore like the comedy and the absurdity of like these like feelings and emotions. I'm going to put something out there that I think, I've never thought I think it's before. more taking comedy and absurdity and making it like a walking painting. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to say something that I haven't thought out before, but could you call Wes Anderson an offspring of the Coen brothers? Oh, um, I feel like that's more of a question to ask Wes Anderson. Yeah. No, I think that, they're not both. in a not in a hating on him way. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, I'm thinking more kind of in an influence. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I meant by. I'm it. sure that he Wes Anderson loves the Coen Brothers, but yeah. I wouldn't say that he's an offspring by that. Because um, when I when I if we look at Bottle Rocket for example, sure, Bottle Rocket could be a Coen Brothers movie because that was before he got into his whole movies as a painting thing. That's before he was getting into stop motion. I know he's already into it, yeah. but I mean when you look at first feature film, which is probably where you're going to have the most influence on you because mm-hmm. you haven't found your own voice yet. That's a pretty Cohen Brothers movie as far as completely oblivious fucking bank robbers. 
yeah. in over their head the entire fucking time. There, there is like a similarity in in like the obliviousness of his characters that I would yeah. say it could be influenced from the Coen Brothers for sure. Um, but I think just to- the tonality of these two filmmakers is so like polar opposites, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, it's just like I agree. It's like West- it, that they are polar opposites. Yeah, not to. I'm adding absolutely nothing other than agreeing. But I just wanted <laughs> um, to get my word in there. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, there may, you could view them as two sides of the same coin. Um, okay. Where Wes Anderson is, like you said, it's very whimsical. And it's mm-hmm. very, like, the, the spirit of childhood is, like, so brought into all of his films. And, like, this uh nostalgic like sense of like one's former self and like the romanticization of like of you know childhood and like family dynamics and and all that stuff Mm -hmm. where the coen brothers i feel like um they on the on the flip side it's like not it's not whimsical at all it is like very much more dark and it's it almost how can I say it? It like Well maybe I'll help you out with what I was sure. about to say, which is you kind of have to divide the Cohen brothers, which is now as you were saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, wait, there's no country for old men, uh fucking Cohen brothers, but when I'm saying that I'm talking Fargo. Sure. Or like So I'm like, maybe it's less a Cohen brothers influence and more uh, you know, Fargo big Lebowski type. Yeah, influence. I I think the big Lebowski and is like a very much like you could say it from that. I'm thinking in but more also, in the lens of like no country for old men. Big Lebowski could have been made by PTA. And exactly. I been like, yeah, that's a PTA movie. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Wes, Wes Anderson, great guy. Yeah. Um, Did you have another one you want to go? I with? have one more. Okay. Yes. And this is the late, the, the latest film on my list. Mm-hmm. Everything. I think up to this point, I think 2007 is the latest movie that I've picked. This one's from 2010. Okay. Um, and uh, I saw this movie in theaters. I believe I was thir- I was 13 years old when it came out. Yeah. And I know that you like this movie. Um, and it is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, okay. And I, okay. That one, I love the movie to very, to, very to this day. Um, but this movie, when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Yeah, yeah. And it's so stylized, <laughs> and it it really opened my eyes to. I was like, "Oh, there really isn't any rules to to this shit. Like, yeah, you can really do whatever you want." Because I had no idea that you can make a movie like this. Where, yeah, where I'm like, "Oh, this is like a comic book. This is like, what are they trying to say?" Like all of this weird shit going on and like there's like these comedic tones to the characters and it's like so like almost deadpan but also like so like out there and like extravagant too that it's like mm-hmm. this weird mix of all of these like polarizing things that i didn't know you could put together yeah yeah um oh yeah holy shit i didn't watch that movie until i well i it wouldn't be on my list because i just watched it for the first time last year i, know, I saw your letterbox reviews yeah and it, i was thank god i did not see that when i was a teenager no i read your letterbox you review would have been 
the human form. Have you ever heard the song? Oh, God. Have you ever heard the song Scott Pilgrim versus the world ruined like a generation of women or something like that? Yeah. No, but it's true. It is probably (laughs) the most misogynistic fucking song (laughs) I have ever heard. That would have been Taike's personality if yeah. you had watched that at the wrong oh, no, time. Um, <laughs> I saw your, your letterbox review like a, a couple days ago because I've added it to my list and I went to the thing and I saw, yeah. oh, Taike wrote a review about this. And I read it and I was like, thank God I didn't see this until <laughs> recently so I wouldn't be obsessed with girls Ramona like Ramona Flowers. Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Yeah. Um, because, no, I saw that movie and I was like, where can I find Ramona Flowers? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Every, oh my god that was that was my man that was back when i was unbelievably terrified to approach a girl or kiss mm-hmm. a girl and just that scene where she basically just initiates it all by herself was how i thought it would go <laughs> and i'm like if i would have seen that movie i would have been like oh i'll never make a move on a girl ever she'll bring me back to her house after we walk in the snow together and then she'll take my clothes off and bring me into the bedroom <laughs> and i would have been fucked i would have literally never i would have been like why is this girl doing the ramona probably <laughs> has one of the most underrated perform actor performances of all time in michael Sarah. Uh, i yeah personally i mean i can't speak for anyone else and i don't even know how it is the movie's so fucking like, received as a widespread of like a claim but i mm-hmm. thought michael Sarah, and there's like holy shit this guy's a fucking good actor yeah yeah no one yeah. Well, and I love Michael Sarah. And another thing that I would have completely missed on my first watch, you have to give Michael Sarah credit for, is Scott Pilgrim is a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's not a good character, and he's a fucking piece of shit. Uh-huh. And me at uh, thirteen would have been like, yeah, I want a girlfriend, and then the girl I'm actually in love with to be hooking up with me. That's cool. That's what Scott Pilgrim did. He's a good guy. Yeah, but like Michael Sarah is so good because his mannerisms don't give away that he's a bad guy yeah and it takes you that second look to be like oh wait michael sarah's just doing an incredible job being like because he's so shy and coy and everything yeah do i I really have to break up with knives (laughs) why should i i don't want to it's like you almost believe it for a second it's like that's the type of piece of shit you are as like a 13 14 Scott Pilgrim boy. is like gaslighting us as an audience. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like fucking like when you look back at like when you were a piece of shit to a girl when you were a teen like and uh-huh. not a fucking mature person yet. When yeah. people it was being like and not realize it it's probably the funniest <laughs> thing. Is <laughs> you're literally being like why can't I just do what I want? Why is everyone mad at me? <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> terrible. You're the biggest piece of shit. Exactly. But yeah. Um, but just like the uh, the extravaganza that mm-hmm. is that movie like really like influenced my like viewership of and and really like made me think that oh like exactly you can do whatever you want in movies and like as long as like you have like you as long as you're doing it on purpose uh you can yeah. do whatever you want you yeah know what i mean that movie commits to the bit as fully as any fucking movie. I've you, ever I think yeah. that's a kind of a common theme of the movies we've talked about is a lot of it is directors finding a style they think they can show and committing yeah. to it 100% without and fail. I think that's just kind of a trademark of a good movie um, yeah. in general. Yeah. It is that's a conversation that like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now I'm thinking about and it. And having that's... like a clear vision, like not like, because I feel like Wes Anderson went into the movie. He's like, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it like this. Like Edgar yeah. Wright, I'm pretty sure, made yeah. Scott Pilgrim. He was like, had 
everything in his mind. He's another great filmmaker. Another under not underrated uh, because he's done so many good stuff. But like, I feel like that we wouldn't necessarily talk about a lot. Is Edgar Wright? Just can we have a can we have a predictions section of the podcast? And can we real quick? Do you guys think Last Night in Soho is going to be as good as you? I was planning on actually having that after this when we i cannot shows. wait for it i want to love it but i won't lie the last like trailer i saw before a movie i was like it i is... might not love this and i might go down burning for my i'm gonna say it's the best movie and then i'm gonna look are, back and be like i was wrong so there's it, dune coming out last night in soho uh the french dispatch french dispatch oh, and then Lord. what's the other one uh, um, I'm sure there's more than one. Antlers is big for <laughs> Antlers. Me. Yeah, um, I actually saw Antlers. I was gonna have uh, us rank. There is um, what's the House of Gucci? That's is a, that one? Is that a series I though? That was a series. series. No, it's a movie. Oh, is it? It's uh, I think it's was it Ridley Scott? Yep. 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 Um, well, Ridley Scott is didn't he also have the Last Duel coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Last Duel. I heard the Last Duel was good. What's yeah. up with Ridley? Why is he just doubling up? He's like fucking eighty nine, isn't he? Yeah, and he's just like fuck it. Ridley's eighty nine. He's gotta be something, something like that. I, I know. I heard some people saying the other day that him and Scorsese are not gonna stop making movies till they croak. So he must be old. Yeah, dog. he's like it's coming soon. I gotta but fucking I crank him should, out. Uh, so how excited are we for name the following movies and just say like your top two that are most excited for? No Time to Die. That literally comes oh. out in a couple days. We got Lamb, the new A twenty four movie. Ridley Scott is eighty three. Go uh, ahead. Halloween, Halloween Kills. Okay. Yeah. The Last Duel. Okay. Dune. Are we picking two? Yeah. The French Dispatch. That's one of mine. Last Night in Soho. That's my other one. That's my two. <laughs> I already <laughs> knew it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was less. Oh, no. Was if I had to leave all the rest, would be French yeah. Dispatch and Last Night Yeah, Soho. exactly. French Dispatch, really? Last Night in Soho. Mine's Dune. I think I number just... one. I think Dune is going to. I... I'm gonna. I'm excited for it, um, but I feel like it's just like too eventized. And you think? I think it's eventized because I don't usually like like big fucking... ass fucking spectacles like that. So yeah, I feel like I'm gonna end up not liking it. There's movies that are like tentpole movies that it's like we are making this huge fucking project to like bring people in, and yep. it's like it's almost like a Marvel movie where and it's that's... like. Like we're gonna fucking throw money in and make this big sci-fi extravaganza, and that's um, not to say that it's just made to sell popcorn. I think yeah, Denise no. really wanted to do something with it. But no, and I'm sure I it's just gonna feel be like great. When shit gets that magnitude. If it's anything like 2049, I'm literally just gonna yeah. But person, which yeah, so. I brought up 49 like four times. Yeah, 2049 is <laughs> kind of an extravaganza in a sense, and he definitely pulled that off. But yeah, no, I I can't wait to watch Dune. Don't 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 get me wrong. I'm not hating on it by any means. There's just so many good movies coming out. There is a lot. A great great rest of the year. After Denis, Denis, right? I, I don't know. It's yeah. After he said his disparaging remarks the about mine, they're probably right about my Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> no, um, fucking. But as I was looking back, like, I was like, my favorite Denise film has to be Prisoners, and Prisoners. Not Arrival? No, oh, I, lo- not I, lo- close I love Arrival. I fucking. Love- I've, I've watched. I've watched Prisoners almost more than any other movie. I've watched like six really? or seven times. That's like one of my go-to like. You watch, watch a movie, and I turn on Prisoners. I don't know what the I, I, fuck is that's wrong. Probably with a bad, me. That's probably a bad time for me to say that. I'm pretty sure we watch Prisoners for my first time. 
watching Prisoner. Yeah, well, he was not like, my oh. first time. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you just want to put that out there on the pod right now? Um, <laughs> Let it be known. But no, yeah, I fucking and I'm like, and I look at that, I'm like, well, I definitely like him more when he's in a small, controlled, mm-hmm. non-sci-fi setting. I I have Prisoners Above Blade Runner. I've never seen. Uh, I think. Have you seen Sicario? Oh, fuck. yeah, Sicario is really good too. Fuck, I forgot about that. I haven't he seen. He doesn't miss which is like well, why he's, he's great i, I don't do with really arrival good. but personally uh wes anderson um i, mean, I will live or we're die. talking about three movies here that are kind of on a whole different plane of mm-hmm. i'm just uh they're going to be i'm just a wes anderson oh, stand oh, oh, oh yeah and i will do anything to see this new i've movie. been waiting for this movie <laughs> I, feel, literally I feel like it's years. yeah i feel like it's been like teased for so long i won't too. even lie i don't have high expectations for french dispatch at i don't all. it probably i don't think it's gonna be like his best film but i'm still like more yeah. excited to see it than doing but i love um, i love when i have low expectations but but i do think that last night in soho is gonna be like see that's what i'm worried about my work. expectations are and maybe it's because i am in love with Annie taylor joy easy right now easy. You guys are about to start a fight. Yeah. I you're about to leave. You can't be. Can't be we can't both be in love with Anna Taylor Joy. So I'm just a stand for her. Right now sweeping too. the nation. Oh my god, she it is is looks like a fucking alien. It's yeah, so incredible. Like a, like a hot. Alien. I know. I know. She's ethereal <laughs> like a now. Sexy little fucking twenty-four-year-old cinephiles wanting to start a movie podcast just to get her attention nodding just to get her attention that's the only reason i'm here yeah please (laughs) on each other joy if you're out there (laughs) come Um, on all right to move this on and kind of probably start to wrap Wrap it up a little bit i got uh to end the pod got some uh, movie trivia to kind of wrap everything oh sure so uh to prepare this i kind of just grabbed a couple um kind of trivia questions that i found about some movies i think we all like um one of each is definitely catered to each of us okay um so i'm kind of just going to read it off they're in multiple choice format i'm going to lose you think maybe i don't know they're not hard i purposely chose ones that i think you guys could get very easily sure uh so the first movie i'll just give a hint i don't think taike is going to get this one so i think it's all you to Mm -hmm. be honest rough uh, I do have the movie title. This isn't the question, but if you can name the movie that stars Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Oh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what other major movie did they star in together? I have four movies. Is it Clear and Present Danger, Some Like It Hot, The Sting, or All the President's Men? Uh, do we both say ours and then you say what the answer is? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. I just want to make sure we weren't blurting out. All right, Ty, can go first. Um, B. Which was was B? I think it was Clear and Present Danger. Uh, Some Like It Hot was B. Fuck it. That's what I thought it was when you read it the first okay. time. You're doing Some Like It Hot? Yeah. I'm going to do All the Presidents then. Both of you are wrong. I had no idea what was it. It is The Sting. Okay. I've never even fucking I haven't, heard of that. I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's both of them. <laughs> I did oh, not shit. think it was... I did not think I was right. Like, I... I think I've only seen one Paul Newman movie. Isn't he in Slapshot? Yeah, he is in Slapshot. Is <laughs> that like the only one, one Paul seen? Newman movie? You seen like Cool Hand Luke? Dude, you know what I've seen? You haven't seen The Color of Money? I haven't seen a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, because I was watching Fistful of Dollars the other day. And, <laughs> and then I went through his list on Letterboxd. I'm like, yeah, I have never seen a Clint Eastwood movie. This is I'm not a big Clint, Clint Eastwood literally. guy, but I've I, definitely I seen I love Clint Eastwood. I have like a. I've seen some of his directed stuff. I've never seen. I feel like he directs like fucking. He stars and directs in like most of his movies. I feel like 
Yeah, yeah he does. He well, does. I mean, but I'm talking about like young Western Clint oh, Eastwood. Okay. But no, no, even like, his older like shit. I Western stuff. I haven't seen his older shit either, but I mean, okay. like. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch more Clint Eastwood stuff because, like, all of HBO has, like, yeah, like all of this shit now. Um, but I also, like, kind of don't care. <laughs> all right, moving on now. Um, I got two questions uh, from a film that all three of us are very big fans of. Bugs Life. Magnolia. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh Tygate's going to get it. I, lo- I love Magnolia, but Tygate's going to get it. Uh, so in Magnolia, Tom Cruise runs a mm, sex line <laughs> a lucrative business uh, yeah what is the number of the seduce and destroy order hotline is it a one eight seven seven tame her one six five five seduce her one two three three destroy her one nine eight eight love her the first one i was gonna say a a you guys are both correct. It is. I was gonna say. I think it was only one that's one. Yeah, but I said it seven, first. Though. Seven tame her. Because it's uh, what is it again? Tame the pussy, worship the cock. Yeah, is that what it was? I think it's the other way around. I think it's worship the. No, I no, think no. It's, it's not worship. Her. It's tame her, but is it worship? I think it's worship. Yeah. In- insane stance to take. Worshiping your own cock. Tom Cruise. I just, I just love how like, the whole audience is like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a vibe. Okay. Now that I've met you, would you object to never seeing me again? This is a quote from the movie, but is also the opening line of a song featured in the film by Amy Mann. Which song? What a, movie? I was going to say, why can't I remember it's the Magnolia. movie? Magnolia. Oh, it's not Magnolia? Would you yeah. see me? Would you object to never meet me again? It's the drugged girl talking to John C. Riley. Yep. And it's also the opening line of a movie in the film. Uh, Amy Mann recorded... Of most of the songs on the soundtrack for the movie, um, is it A one, B save me, C you do, or D deathly? B, C. It is D deathly. Uh, B. I thought that was what it was because that's the by far most popular song. I was fucking. Well, I know A. I know A is that one. one is the loneliest number. Yeah, that one. That one's far. Yeah. That's from the intro. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I knew it wasn't that. But yeah, it's also just a fact. Part of the scene is D girl. I, it's not in it's that not scene. It's not the singing part, is it? Where they all sing that? You want to talk no, about that's... a fucking director committing to a bit, just halfway through your movie, making your whole cast stop and sing a song? <laughs> I was literally like laughing the first time I watched. Like PTA is wilding the fuck out. What is yeah, wrong? I with was him? I was very confused when I saw yeah. that. I was like, what? That whole movie is just like PTA being like. I, oh, I'm not supposed to do that? Oh, really? Oh, I have to end the movie in a satisfying way? No, I don't. All right, next and one, then frogs! Yeah. The next one, probably my definitely my favorite quote from the movie. Might be one of my favorites. Are we still Magnolia? No. Uh, we're on Blazing Saddles. One oh. of my favorite impromptu quotes that I know of. You just said this in my room the other day, didn't you? No. Oh, dang it. Uh, it's not that one. He's always in my room. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) In a certain scene, we see Bart and Jim in the sheriff's office with Jim consoling poor Sheriff Bart about the ignorance of the townspeople. Finish the following quote from Jim. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are the people of the land, the common clay of the new West. (laughs) You know. Fucking idiots. 
Is it A, idiots, oh. B, hicks, <laughs> C, morons, or D, bumpkins? Oh, bumpkins. I think it's C. It is C, morons. Okay. <laughs> it is completely... I, I do have to get disqualified. I just heard bumpkins. I, the gun and I said heard idiots. bumpkins and I was like... It is, uh, you know, one of those scenes where you when you watch a movie and you point it out. <laughs> I am pretty sure it is improv and he's just making that up on the spot yeah. and saying that to him. Mm-hmm. That but fucking also hilarious. in the scene, you can see Sheriff Bart laugh and they don't edit it out of the film. Was it he, shot from over his shoulder towards Gino? I think it was like shot this way at both of them okay or shot yeah facing both of them and he like has his arm over his shoulder and he's talking about it he's like you know morons Morons. (laughs) and it's i think it is pure comedy it's one of the funnier that's funny funnier scenes what are we thinking i have uh two more questions oh 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 go ahead go ahead so we'll wrap this up here pretty quick this one uh, (laughs) is from a movie you just saw and i know we've talked about it um, before Team America World Police. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> what must Gary promise Lisa before she'll make love with him? <laughs> Can I just say without the prompt? Sure. Because he, I was dying laughing. That's when I texted you and was like, this movie's hilarious. That's when he says, uh, she's like, no, I just went through this. It's too dangerous. And he goes, Lisa, I promise. <laughs> I will never die. <laughs> I was fucking crying because, yeah, I literally haven't. It. It's that he'll never die, and um, I have in my notes said Lisa had been in love once before <laughs> with a Team America member named Carson, but Carson was killed by a terrorist during the mission in Paris. That I can't stop thinking about, and I can't stop thinking about eight 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 eight. <laughs> All right, last one. Uh, I'll just say a game this one um i kind of just made it as a fun little game uh if anyone guesses it right they will pick the topic for the next podcast oh. um on the spot or can i have a little time to think about it so right. um i'll just say uh progressively easier hints about okay. a movie um if you, you know f- it, did you google this where did you get these from uh this one i did google okay i was gonna say this but is i had like the idea in, in mind and yeah. like while looking it up yeah um i th- think it's a pretty hard movie to guess but i think the hints do kind of give it away sure if you can nail it down it's vhs no. Un- unfair <laughs> uh produced so this is the first hint. it is produced by lorne michaels it is partially based on a 2002 non-fiction self-help book Hint number two, the cast. Are, wait, includes... wait, wait, are we allowed unlimited guesses? No. Do, are you only allowed one guess? You're allowed one guess. Oh shit! Oh, shit. I was about to just rip off like, like random. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was about to just throw out some bullshit. And hope I got it. All right. The cast includes Diego Klattenhoff and Neil Flynn. <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? Next one. <laughs> the movie is a direct inspiration for the song "Obsessed" by Mariah Carey. The timelines I mentioned up, I thought it was something, but it couldn't be. There are many, many quotable lines in this movie. Oh, okay. real quick, real quick. You got to give one at of least, them. You got to give at least two guesses, because otherwise I'm just going to do a fucking waiting game with Danny Hope. Yeah, I know. First. That's I'm, I'm doing a waiting game. The, <laughs> the point of this is I hope you get to the last hint and then just 
get it and blurt it out, and yeah. it's like a race. It's gonna be even worse when Danny not, misses it, and then I wait till right. last hit and I don't. It's worse than neither one of us know. <laughs> All right, there are many quotable lines. One of them is, "Your face smells like peppermint." Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah, it takes place oh. at a high school in Evanston, Illinois. Oh shit! What is this? Wait, wait, wait. It was based on a self-help book from 2002? It is written... Yes. It is written by Tina Fey, who also has a small role in the film. Can I I have the year that it came out? I don't have that written down, so I can't get it. And this was the one that was starring Diego Klippenstein, yeah? (laughs) Not starring. (laughs) The cast included. Another Diego Klippenstein. (laughs) The last hint, and I think... The last part will give it away. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, no, sorry. Ashley Tisdale unsuccessfully auditioned for the lead role of Gretchen Wieners. Anchorman? No. <laughs> I have no clue. Gretchen Wieners. I thought that was a, I thought that was a Christina Applegate's character in that movie, is it not? Who's no. what's, what's Gretchen Wieners is the main character in the movie Mean Girls. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn. Thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be picking the topic <laughs> for next podcast as these guys could not guess Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's pissed somewhere right now. Rough. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go fuck yourself.